2: You're about to hear an episode from The Imaginable Workplace, a podcast from Haraya Coaching and Puma Podcast that explains our relationship with work and how we can make our workplaces better for everyone. If you like it, share it with a friend who needs a little inspiration at work and don't forget to follow The Imaginable Workplace on your podcast app for more.
3: Welcome to The Imaginable Workplace, where we explore how to make work better. I'm Carl Javier, CEO of Puma Podcast, an award-winning podcast production company that aims to spread the joy, power, and value there is in listening.
2: And I'm Jen Horn, a certified transformational coach and culture practice lead at Haraya Coaching. Rooted in wholeness, Haraya supports individuals and teams by creating safe spaces for transformation.
3: In this episode, let's talk about work-life balance and setting boundaries. We ask, what if workplaces cared more about people as full individuals so that they could have more time for themselves and their families?
2: So we'll hear from three women, each from very different types of organizations, as we explore how the pandemic has made us rethink work and acknowledge people beyond their job titles and how we might begin to create systems within our organizations that put empathy and humanity in the heart of the way we work.
3: Let's start with the story of Mitzi, a mission-driven education entrepreneur and mom of two.
0: My name is Mitzi Sabando. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pinker House. We're a startup based in Leyte, and we've been around since 2018. Originally, what we did was we ran uh, activity centers in the malls in the country. And what we offered in these activity centers were low-cost activities for children that would give them more learning opportunities with STEAM. So STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. So that's basically our mission, to help increase children's access to more hands-on and experiential learning opportunities.
3: Jen and Mitzi met through one of Haraya's leadership programs for women social entrepreneurs in 2021. Back then, Mitzi was still navigating the adjustments forced by the pandemic.
0: It was really um, kind of a turning point for Tinker House. I say our industry, it's really one of the most affected by the pandemic because not only were the malls closed for a long time, it was years before children were allowed back in. <laughs> so it really devastated our business model. We were so used to like operating in the malls. Everything was manual. and you know, We were showing up at the office, producing kits, facilitating you know, face-to-face. So you know, it was a very long time of rethinking the way we did things over at Tinker House.
3: Apart from trying to think of new business models, Mitzi had to explore new ways of working with her team and how to manage a remote working setup.
0: I feel like I didn't have control over my work-life balance before the pandemic because I was forced to be away. But when the pandemic happened, and then, you know, I think that was something that really helped me through it also because even though Thinker House was kind of falling apart in a way, (laughs) but I had, you know, my time with my kids back. And um, I was grateful for it even. But it was, you know, having that pause to reflect na in moving forward, how do I prevent, you know, a repeat of like being away from my children again. I don't want that to happen.
2: Mitzi is one among many of us forced by the pandemic to reevaluate what mattered more in our lives. And for her, that began the process of seeing how her enterprise could allow greater care for her family and her people. Another organization had the foresight to invest in greater care for its people even before the pandemic compelled us to.
4: I'm Vina Paglikawan, director for wellness and resiliency over at Taskus. I lead a team of more than 50 life coaches and senior managers across Asia. We do what we love to do, coach support others in their journey and wellness in TASCA, specifically mental health.
2: Vina was hired in June 2020, but her position was one that the company was looking to fill for a year before they finally found her. According to a 2020 report by the World Health Organization, there were only two mental health professionals for every 100,000 Filipinos. With this lack of mental health resources in the country back then, the people first culture of Taskos allowed them to support their people better when COVID hit that year.
4: Mataas yung kamalayan, mga founders namin, about what does it mean to take care of our employees and for them to come first. So, dun nga lang sa dalawang mental health professionals, magaagawa na yung 100,000 Filipinos. So, papan na, our employees, they have to come first because if you don't do that, no one will do that for us. No one will do that for them.
3: Task Us assesses their employees' needs through a quarterly employee satisfaction survey. Based on the replies in the survey, when they started working from home, ang major challenges nila were, number one, poor Wi-Fi connection. And number two, the loss of the boundaries between work and home life.
4: We got this specially for the women. No? The moms especially. Dito nang gagaling yung majority nung... That now that they're working from home, they're not able to differentiate. You know, magugas pa ko ng plato, maglulutu pa ko, mag attend pa ko ng meeting, asan na ba ko ngayon in my day, in my
2: role. And this speaks to all the care work, paid and unpaid, that many women have to bear. Mm-hmm. In a 2021 study by Oxfam Pilipinas, it reported that Filipino women still bear the multiple burdens of managing two full-time jobs. So one being their day jobs and the other being the care work of household management and child rearing.
1: Yung care work is the idea that this is the kind of work that is required to keep people alive and well. And that is in comparison with productive work. At yung productive work, ito yung trabaho na binabayaran. Trabaho that you can trade in the market for a certain level of compensation. Because it produces some kind of service or output.
2: So that's Sabrina, or Ina Gahad. She's an assistant professor at the Department of Women and Development Studies at the University of the Philippines. And apart from that, she's also the founding executive director of LUNAS Collective, which was conceived during the pandemic as an online care space for people that have concerns related to gender-based violence, sexuality, or sexual and reproductive health. In LUNAS, is of the practices of Ina is really to uphold uh, the values of care pleasure, and consent para sa mga nag-reach out through their helpline, as well as for their core team and the volunteers or volleys of Lunas Collective. Bilang recognized nila yung weight of the care work that they offered, Lunas implemented a six-hour limit to the number of hours that each volley could give each week. So, maski sobra pa silang bibo na pwede pa silang mag-volunteer, talagang Ina was strict about having that 6 hour limit. So, what was the thinking behind that and why would anyone turn away more help?
1: Pag napagod ka don, hindi ka next week. And masisira yung helpline kasi what we need are people to show up on a regular basis para yung mga tao na kailangan ng kausap, meron kakausap sa kanila. Tapos, yung other side rin doon is the work that people are doing require for them to recover. And ang nature ng mga tao, apparently na nag-volunteer for things like UNAS Collective, yung passion-oriented. Tapos, may sense talaga of, I can contribute to providing a better environment for justice and healing. Ito yung mga tao na feeling nila, wala silang kapag Kasi it is driven by idealism. It is driven by all that good radical love energy. Tapos yung nakakalimutan kasi natin, that comes from somewhere. It comes from a person's sense of well-being. The work eats away on that sense of well-being. Slowly, in small, small increments. We had to say, eto na yung cap. Kailangan i-make sure natin na alagaan ng mga tao yung mga sarili nila. And the minimum we could put was a clear boundary. Pag lumampas na
2: ng six hours, no more na. So Luna saw this boundary as a preventive measure for burnout. Talagang treenay nila to create a culture of recognizing their own limits and really not being afraid no, to say that to the team. But hindi sila laging successful. Kahit na
1: sinabi namin nung una, you know, this is consent-based. pag ayaw, yun nyo, nasabihan nyo lang kami. Pero dahil nga yung kultura natin, hindi tayo sanay na magsabi ng ayoko na or pass muna ako. Without being frauded, we realized kailangan opt-in parate. So we made it a practice to check with people. At the end of a month or at the end of two months, we say, okay, magkocontinue tayo ng helpline work and we are fixing the schedule. For the next month, next two months, next quarter. Can you take on shifts? Or is this the time where you're going to take a break? Muna? So, doon nag open up yung mga tao to say, I pwede not even rest. Or, muna ako. or um, I'm changing my schedule. So, <laughs> it needed to be asked.
3: This actually relates to some of our earlier episodes. Din. This idea just because you said, I'm open. Talk to me whenever, that doesn't mean that they will. Kailangan mo actually mag-set up ng systems or processes so that people can feel comfortable. So it's really interesting that this is something that Ina's done.
2: Yeah, definitely, Carl. At talagang narinig ko na yun, kay Ina, even when I met her on that same leadership program that she was on with Mitzi, tapos natuwa talaga ako dun sa philosophy and approach niya to managing Lunas at bilang mahilig din ako mag disclaimer na appreciate ko rin yung pagnuance ni Ina ng organizational approach ng Lunas to work that is joyful and pleasurable let's listen to that here
1: sure yung una pala ng sasabihin ay disclaimer <laughs> at nuancing na we are a small org and we are experimental so kaya talaga namin basagin yung traditional ways of doing business, so to see. So, yung working on the basis of our pleasure is possible kasi pag may hihingin yung funder, tapos feeling ko hindi siya align sa pleasure namin, magpupush back ako. Na parang, I'm sorry, I can't give you that. Or kung bibigyan mo kami ng ganitong expectation and ganitong task, you have to give us more funding so I can find more people na babagay sa ganitong role. So, yung resistance to the system that requires people to turn things every single time they are at work. Yun. And then also, yung totoo na may kabuluhan ba talaga yung ganitong klase ng output in the bigger scheme of things, whether that is impact or the bureaucracy. Because sometimes a lot of the work that we are doing we are doing because that's how it's always been done but it has fossilized into that thing that system na hindi na rational That takes too much effort from people like rational pa ba at this point na mag-expect na 8 hours a day 5 hours a week going to work in the same physical space parang ngayon obviously hindi na but um, so questioning that and then finding a way for the alternative to work.
3: Sobrang interesting sa akin ng idea na this question of working based on, is it pleasurable? Are you still enjoying what you're doing? Largely because I think sometimes we feel like we just have to get the work. But here, I think there's a lot of freedom that Ina asks us to take for ourselves in trying to imagine what actually works. Understanding what within your mission and your goals and your personal capacities are you able to deliver and what you can measure.
2: Oo nga, Carl. Tapos, I really appreciate yung sinabir ni ina about managing expectations of clients, diba? Na kung parang rational pa ba hini or are the expected timelines actually reasonable? And maybe yung managers who maybe are expecting that people are always accessible or available, diba? And this really relates to a 2020 study na ginawa ng University of Illinois, led by A uh, Park, a uh, professor of labor and employment relations. Tapos, in that study, they say how control over work-life boundaries really creates a crucial buffer to manage young work stress in after hours, right? So it's really critical for team members to be able to manage those work-life boundaries for their own health and well-being, pero also for their own productivity and ultimately the company's success. And those stress or strain symptoms that are brought about by intrusion to our lives outside of work during off hours, there's ways then for managers, leaders, or supervisors to really alleviate or prevent that stress by really supporting team members' work-life balance. For some other organizations or companies, we might also hear that they have wellness programs for their employees like pa-yoga, pa-meditation, pa-wellness allowance maybe. Pero yun nga, it's, it's one thing to reduce stress on the other end of that. Pero it's another to also prevent it at the source, right? So kind of bringing back the conversation also to Vina, I used this image of an overflowing bathtub as an analogy for that you can keep scooping water out of the tub para hindi na siya or mag-overflow. Pero diba mas effective din if you turn off the tap so you don't need to keep scooping water out. Kasi nga sometimes if a wellness program isn't holistic and you're just addressing the, oh, let's do yoga, let's do mani-pedis and let's go on vacation. But then the workplace stress is still great and the demands are high. And again, we don't give people the, liberty or autonomy to design work that works for them then that's not really sustainable or not addressing the issue
3: here's where vina falls on this side of the conversation
4: yeah agree i can relate to what you're saying there was one quote that i actually um saved in my phone i can't remember who said it it could be adam grant or someone else the person said stress and burnout cannot be cured by self-care. The kind of work done and the leadership would have to be revisited. And we're conscious of that. And we also make sure that we don't subscribe to the, yung sinasabi mo nga, Jen, parang stopgap lang. So in Task Us, at the level of Bryce, he reminded us about no meeting
3: Fridays. Bryce Maddock, by the way, is the CEO and co-founder of Task Us.
4: We noticed, in the middle of the pandemic, we had a lot of people who are trying to squeeze in everything in one week. You know, parang talagang ang haba ng mga araw. You know, so he said, please, right? Do not ask for consistent, regular Friday meetings. Your Friday meetings, and I'm quoting him, is meant for deep work. Fridays are supposed to be for you to think. And it's also a good opportunity for you to talk to your teammates, to your employees. So if there's something that you must do on a Friday, it's to engage with others, right? And engage with yourself. He was very, very intentional with that. The other thing that he's asking the leaders to do is stop sending G chats on weekends. Tapos meron pa siyang zumbacopolypse, no? Na parang stop setting up meetings na off hours. Nang mga tao in other geos, right? So be very conscious. And you can tell the meeting organizer, this is off my hours. I'll just listen to the recording or I'll send someone else.
2: And I think there's also, you know, a lot to be said about optimizing meetings. Ang dami meetings na, kailangan ba talaga ako dyan?
3: Dagdag muna jen yung idea na when we were all forced to go online, it was assumed that we were at home and for those first few months of adjustment for some people the extra meetings and the extra work became a coping mechanism and if you weren't careful about it you were imposing your coping mechanism on others
2: i remember also reading you know uh, their email signature nang task us diba meron pang pa disclaimer dun na i'm just sending this at this time because this is a time that works for me, but feel free to respond at the time that works for you. And I was just like, wow, that's so interesting because in this day and age where, you know, with all of the instant messaging apps and with all of those horror stories from our first episode of like people, you know, just hounding or being on your back about, okay, online ba siya? Online ba siya? Kailangan makasagot siya kagad, or alam mo yun? Important din yung value of checking in on what works and what doesn't for the people in your organization. So ito na, let's listen to one example from Mitzi.
0: We don't count hours at Tinker House. You know, what we do is just, we just have commitments at the beginning of the month. And at the beginning of every week, you have to commit to us, like what you are going to do and make sure that aligns to everybody else's work. And then at the end of the week or the end of the month, we <laughs> Did you do that? Why didn't you do that? And what happened? You don't need to show me that you're working eight hours a day or like are you doing it at this time? It's very flexy time. Like one of my staff asked me before that like do I need to file like a leave? I'm not going to work this afternoon and I was saying you don't have to tell me you don't have to ask permission but make sure that the work that you promise me is there by the end of the week.
2: I'm also just curious, Carl, how you kind of structure it in Puma Podcast or how your team also responds to the way you're currently doing things.
3: We have such a weirdly structured, mixed kind of work. We have stories that need to come out every day. And then on the other end of it, we have these super ambitious projects that take months to produce. Our approach has largely been to try to give people the amount of mental space that they need to create stuff. I'll be the first to say, there are days when I have to write, and then for four hours, walang lumalabas. And then suddenly, in one hour, masusulat mo 20 pages na kailangan mo, pero yung alang-aning oras na wala ka na makausap. So you have to craft for that. And I think, I guess one of our advantages is that naiintindihan ko as a leader. And so, I know that sometimes, breathing down someone's neck, which is what some managers will do, it actually doesn't help that person perform better.
2: If we allow people to pursue their lives outside of work, they could come back to work more inspired. Because sometimes we think, oh, shocks, we yung work. Natin. It's like where we get all of our joy, all of our life, meaning uh, we are nothing without our work. But no, we are whole people. We have lives outside of that. And yun din yung na appreciate ko sa approach ni mitsi.
0: One of the ways that we can model having a work life culture is, you know, us being vocal about celebrating like the things that we did outside of work. So, like, sometimes that's what we do when, when we have our Monday openings is that, you know, tell me something that you did last week that is not about work. Our workspace is Discord. So, we have there mga space na share ko lang space, ganyan. They share then mga hobbies nila. Kanon, someone is into knitting, so they post it there. Merong mga dogs, kanyan, or who likes to travel. So we encourage naman na, you know, like share it. Ganun. if somebody says, I'm working from, you know, Shargao this week, <laughs> So okay, go. <laughs> uh, just, ano, take pictures for us, you know, sana all Paki share na lang. So I guess maybe not vilifying anybody for taking a break or. Having a life outside. Maybe that's that's making sure that it's a conducive environment for everybody. It's okay. No one's mad at you for being human.
3: How do we actually create those boundaries, not just to prevent managers from assigning more work, but also to prevent people from pushing themselves so hard that they don't balance their own happiness with their work?
2: When we talk about creating culture, it's exactly like you said as well. It requires the leaders to kind of enforce that, but also for the team to to uphold that, right? And, and really kind of in a way police each other or like check in on each other to make sure that you know that they're all like collectively enforcing those boundaries. So let's also listen to Vina share a little bit more about that.
4: It takes a village to come together and help one another. Hindi trabaho ng wellness and resiliency team lang ito. Just because we're 50, we cannot be responsible and accountable for all the thousands of employees that we
2: have. We need to come together. We need to work together. We also asked Vina to define work-life balance at Taskus. And she shared a different way of thinking about it.
4: My balance may not be your balance. My work-life balance could be 70% work Because I don't have kids, I don't have my own family, and I love working. We call it harmony because we encourage people to find that fit. What will work for you?
3: Vina and her team checked in with employees on what they needed given all of these new adjustments.
4: Do you need more time to look for Ayaya? To look for someone who will take care of these things for you? I listen to my coaches in Sabanela, can I adjust my work hours so that I am able to take care of my kid who still because kids in the Philippines are still not going to school, right? So pag pinabalik naman agad yung mga moms mga kids, moms and dads. So we gave our employees time to find the help that they need first. And I call that work-life harmony kasi if we're not paying attention to the needs of our employees, we probably would be saying, Wala kaming pakialam. but no, I am making them make decisions for themselves. I believe that's work life harmony.
3: We're learning all of this from Vina. but one of the things I was thinking about was the population of Task Us that she handles is probably the size of a small town. And so I wanted to know if she had advice for startups like Puma Podcast in terms of how to start wellness initiatives if we don't already have them in our company.
4: One of my favorite things, one-liner na when it comes to wellness is, there's a cost for doing nothing and there's a cost for doing something. Ang tanong is, aling path, aling cost yung kaya mong i-bear, right? So, sabi mo nga, Carl, startups, right? So, for me, and not to sound preachy or medyo advising, pero for me, if I'm consulting with someone who's in a startup and someone who wants to start this wellness initiative, siguro magsisimula ako dun sa puso ng founder, sa intentionality ng founder. How are we even structuring work? in this startup? Are people able to say no in my 10-person company? Kasi kung dun pa lang that people are not even to say no, parang, hmm, nasan yung carry, Yung leaders kuba kaya kayang maging vulnerable? Meaning, kaya ba nilang mag-admit na mali sila? You know, I would start with very simple demonstrations of foundational behaviors, like really caring for each other, checking in on each other. I was listening to one of your podcast toxic workplaces no, na galing yung dad ko sa hospital the next question na itatanong mo sa akin kailan ako papasok bukas. So napaka-simple, diba? Baka dapat ang itanong na ng boss, kamusta yung tatay mo? So I think kahit start up, kahit sampung tao, limang tao, Pag naituro ng founder, yung totoong meaning ng compassion, care, makataong trabaho, you know, yung real, authentic, genuine, sincere care for each other, doon tayo magsisimula.
2: Grabe, I love this episode. <laughs> I actually have a friend who listens to this podcast and, you know, she feels like, oh my gosh, we're so far from some of the more progressive thinking in your later episodes. Again, I feel like the point of this podcast is to imagine what can be possible and, you know, change, organizational transformation in particular doesn't happen overnight. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you, Carl, and your key takeaways mo from this episode.
3: The first is we always use the term work-life balance. Even disproving the term is cliche, that there is no such thing as it is balanced na 50-50. Whatever you want to term it as, it's the idea that each of us is navigating. kung ano ba yung proper segmentation of work and life for us. And then two is that one thing that I wound up thinking about a lot, especially you know in the face of COVID and the Great Resignation, was that you actually don't know that you're burned out until you burn out. You really have to care for people so that they don't get to that point. And that connects to my third takeaway, which is that it's not enough to say that you care about people. It's not enough to give people a wellness plan or a wellness fund or something like that. You actually have to build systems for checking in, for making sure that people are okay. And whether that's time-bound or output-bound, the onus is on leaders to build and implement and be committed to it so that everyone can be sustainable and keep going. Because boundaries aren't just about making sure that jobs demand too much of them, but that the life of people is taken care of.
2: We need also team members playing that role and enforcing their boundaries, maybe even calling out their leaders if it's not enforced. I'm hoping that you know, as we have these conversations, we're also really inviting leaders and team members to really think more, you know, about what aspects in my life do I want to keep in check or make space for? Or, you know, how do I also want to enable my team members or give them more autonomy to design their work and their lives in a way that really helps them thrive and flourish? If you wish to explore what having healthy boundaries might look like in your organization, connect with us via harayacoaching.com for a free coaching consultation so that together we can create an imaginable workplace.
3: I'm Carl Javier.
2: And I'm Jen Horn. Thank you for listening to The Imaginable Workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Haraya Coaching, a company rooted in wholeness that supports individuals and teams by creating safe spaces for transformation.
3: In partnership with Puma Podcast, an award-winning podcast production company that aims to spread the joy, power, and value there is in listening. This episode was produced by Macy Hoven and edited by Mark Casilian.
2: If you enjoyed this podcast, then we're sure you know someone else who'd also want to improve their workplace. So please share this with a colleague or friend and follow the show on your podcast app for more stories, data, and insights on creating your imaginable workplace.